Crafty Mama Mur, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm here with my cousin, Julie. Hi. And we're going to sit here and talk about small businesses, what we've learned, a little bit of dating stories or love stories, and we'll kind of go from there. Remember when I, like a couple months ago, I did a 100 days of talking into the camera? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I think I only made it to like day 12, (laughs) whatever, but 12%, 12%. But I was just kind of thinking on my way over here. I'm like, how full circle? I don't even know if it's a full circle moment. I don't want to say random, but just how weird it is that I was like manifesting that without manifesting it. Yep. And this was before you like said anything about having a podcast before anything, because my job, I work with a lot of vendors and talk to a lot of vendors and I just didn't want to be awkward. And so I did that. And then here, now I'm on a podcast. Yeah. Like, how? And I, I try to be very intentional with my, like, what I'm doing. Is this going to serve my best and highest self? And um, yeah, I just thought that was so interesting. I was thinking on the way here, I'm like, wow. It okay. is, it is funny how things like come so full circle. Like, yeah. for me, like about a year ago, that's when I started taking social media seriously. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to post every day on social media, one to two times a day, because that's what every guru on TikTok is saying, like, you got to post to yep. like grow. But now it's funny to me because everything they were saying was put your face out there, be more personal, be authentic, like just be yourself, but put your face in there. Because what I right. was doing is I was doing a lot more. And that was when I was like heavy on my earrings. But I would do a lot more like time lapses of me making earrings. And it was a lot more of just my earrings. And then the advice I got was put your face in there. Right. People will buy from a friend. They won't buy from hands. They don't know those hands, but they mm-hmm. know your face. So yeah. I started putting my face out there. So for the past year, all I've been doing is like putting myself out there. Yeah. But now it's funny to me because now with this podcast, I'm taking my face away from it. Right. And now it's just my voice, which is like a weird full circle that a year ago, I was told, like, put your face out there, put your face out there. And now I put my face out there. I built my, like, following. And now it's just my voice that I'm putting out there. Do you feel like you'll ever do video with your podcast? <sighs> that would mean I would have to get ready yeah. <laughs> for every podcast True. episode. <laughs> like, yes, or like the episode I recorded with Mr. T, I was in this outfit, but different color pants and a different color crew neck. Like, I was in my PJs. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I, though... I do like watching like the Kelsey brothers do their thing. And I was like, it would be fun to have video. But then that's a whole other interface that I would have to figure out on my computer. Right. That's linking that. And I think with video, too, it's more obvious if you cut like the silent parts or like cut parts. And so I wouldn't want it to be like me bouncing around like the studio. Right. Like my (laughs) just changing. Like your hair's up, your hair's down. Now it's, uh, yeah, all the things. So, but I think, I think that would be fun maybe for like if I ever had, I don't know, like someone like famous come on or something right. oh, like yes. at that point I'd be like I'll figure out video yes, <laughs> I'll absolutely. figure out video yes. but for now I like this and I like that it's like more of a chill environment and it's mm-hmm. not because I when I told Maggie I was going to do a podcast she goes am I going to be like video recorded do I need to like get ready to come over I was like nope come in your PJs yeah I went through three outfits today and then I was like <laughs> I don't think she's going to be video so I did my my makeup but outfit I was like whatever yeah this is it this is it (laughs) but it's nice I feel like you had your face out there for however long now and now people are like not that they didn't know you before but it was you were doing your 
your crafts and now they're like putting a face to a voice and a story and a person you know what i mean it's if it was just your hands and now you're doing a podcast it'd be like who the fuck is this lady like (laughs) i don't care about these hands yeah what what is this so yeah yeah no i think it's good that's been really fun so a fun fact on my monologue i talked about how i've had like lots of businesses in my Mm -hmm. life and having you as like an older sister figure, I think that there's a lot of things we've done really similarly in Very life much. with that. The first craft show I ever did was with you. And that was when I had Rue's Rings. So yes. I had talked about that on the monologue that I've had like a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. But I started with Rue's Rings. So what I thought would be fun today would we would go through kind of different businesses we've started, what we've learned from it, and yes. like things we would go do differently if we could. Well, and we, I feel the Olsons, like I feel like all of our cousins and family we're a big entrepreneur family so it would only make sense that we are in some sort of business right you know what I mean yeah I feel like everyone in our family either has like a side hustle or they have like an extreme set of skills that they're able to just like do things that like most people would hire out to help so I I always laugh because I was like what what would you say our family is are we like blue collar white collar like I can't I try to yeah, because I try to explain more, like, in my younger years, what my family's about, because we do the big Olsen family reunion, and people are like, what? Every memorial you get together? I'm like, yeah, I feel like there's a hundred of us. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Tom did the wines, and then Jake did the snowboarding, and it's everything in between, and I'm like, I don't know what we are. No, I know. <laughs> Paul I... does, you know, construction. I did construction. You do crafts. It's like, I don't know what we are. No, we're, <laughs> we're su- all of it. We're such a hodgepodge that I think like if we had to like pick up the Olsen clan and like move mm-hmm. us to like an uncivilized area, we would be okay and we would figure out a we way. We would figure it out. And you know, now that your sister's a nurse, we'd have everyone. We'd, we'd have, have everyone. We'd have, we, the only thing we don't have is I think Tom is the only one with military experience, correct? So he's the only vet. Yes. But then we don't have any like actual teachers. I know that like some Correct. some people have education backgrounds or teaching certifications. Right. But I was I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, the only thing our family doesn't have is a teacher. Yep. You're right. Otherwise we have lawyers, we have vendors, we have CEOs, we have bankers, we have engineers. Mm-hmm. What does your mom do? What's her title? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know her exact title, but she is an executive saleswoman. Right, right. I something. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I just thought of all the magnets and clips, and I was like, we get a lot of clips all those magnets. <laughs> all those chip clips. Yeah, we get a lot God. of chip clips. <laughs> I have a drawer just dedicated for stupid chip clips. I'm like, if I have one more chip clip, I'm I know. Gosh. My first business I ever officially started well, first was Miranda's babysitting service, but then it was Rue's rings. Mm-hmm. And so what those were is I would take vintage buttons and then wrap wires around them. And I had this cute little case that I would carry with me. <laughs> and they were they were really cute. I was 16 when I started that. And I think it's fun because I've seen that kind of style come back where people will like bend metal and yes. like do different lettering. And then also, but rings, like I feel like are always popular, but I feel I feel like it's a certain person's vibe. But as far as like what I would do differently, I mean, I was 16 and in school full time and right. I think it just like fizzled out. But I, I could definitely see where my like entrepreneur start was with that ruse rings because yes. I was like, I'm going to do this craft fair and I'm going to sell these. And I, as a kid, was selling something all the time. All the time. I, all the time. <laughs> I'd bring friendship bracelets to the cabin and be like, yep, you want me to make one? And I think I charge a dollar. 
I'm sure, yeah. I charge a dollar, or I like would put feathers in people's hairs. And I, I remember that. That was I a summer. That. that was my boho-est summer I've yes. ever had because I had like 18 feathers in my hair, beads, braids, and all. Oh yeah, have you seen 1883 or whatever the Yellowstone? Mm-mm. So she, the lady or the girl in there, totally reminds me of you. She's just this free spirit, and she has these braids and these feathers in her braids, and so she has the feathers and everything. And I'm like, she's just this blonde, beautiful bombshell and i'm like literally this is miranda with all the feathers and i just absolutely loved it but, yeah and i always think of that when i see her i think of that summer yeah of just i know i put in so galore. many i know everyone was like can we get a feather and I, it was like i would go to cabela's and get like the fishing lure feathers and like pheasant feathers and then put them in everyone's hair and they did not smell nice but then yeah. i was like go jump in the lake and you'll smell better it'll be fine <laughs> that was my first i would say like business I started what Mm -hmm. would you say your first business that you've ever started is officially on paper LLC with taxes and everything was Maynard's Haven Mm -hmm. Ben and I moved to Colorado and I worked for cash at a dog daycare and I loved it I was the manager I was the um I cleaned the uh, kennels I walked the dogs I did all the things I checked people out in and out and I was like I could do this and so I came home found a little spot to rent and I I only did it for maybe a couple months and then it just fizzled out and I just realized that I liked working it. I didn't like owning it because I didn't realize that was my true thing of okay I need taxes I need insurance I need if somebody gets bitten by a dog, what do you do? It was just a different side of it that I was like, yeah, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had to start it over, though, what would you do differently? Because I, I know that you said like it fizzled out. Yeah, I would have done a lot more research, I think, as far as because I've always had an entre- entrepreneurial mind where I was like, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to make this scrub and I'm going to sell it. I'm going to do this and I'm going to sell it. But that's me making something and selling it. It's not like the customer service and making sure all my ducks are in line and like the, you know, government can come and shut me down because I'm not clean enough. You know what I mean? Right. So I wish I would have done my research on the backside of the business more. Mm -hmm. I think I I would have been a little more successful. That would be, yeah, I think that would be. Would you start it up again if you could? That particular business, no. But I guess never say never. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I remember when you came out and I know you love Maynard and you love Dakota. And I was like, oh, Maynard David. So I thought that that was like a good idea. And so I definitely saw like the value in having that. Did you do it in Cold Spring or where did you open it up? Yep. In Cold Spring, there's a distribution center. And then alongside the distribution center is like a strip mall, but it's not... It's more for like industrial. Mm. And there was this guy that was just renting out part of it. So I just... And I I did it, but it was a it was in a perfect location. I mean, it was I don't know why I just didn't keep going because it was in the perfect location. Everybody and it was like doggy daycare was just kind of starting, right? And there was just a huge market for it, and I just yeah it didn't work. And now there's one two I think there's three doggy daycares that are like full all the time around here so I know I was gonna ask you like if there's now like doggy daycares yeah. in the area because even when you said like doggy daycares are becoming like such a thing mm-hmm. Maggie is a like walks dogs on rover because people always need people to watch their dogs and like and especially like now that people you know they might not have babies but they have their fur babies and those are their babies and I was talking to one of my coworkers. she goes yeah I felt bad I had a long day so I just had like sent someone over from rover to go walk the dog for a little bit I was like 
what that is just mind-blowing i was like you're i mean i feel like quality of life for animals in general since 2020 has just gone skyrocketing through the roof i mean like no better time to be a dog they than... live more bougie than i do yeah <laughs> but i work with a lady that i don't know if it's the same app she does but she is a dog sitter yeah and so she'll have dogs come over when you know instead of taking them to the kennel they'll just come to her house and i think she does a little walking she's getting more busy at work now that I don't think she does it as much but when I first met her she did that and she loved it I know well and Maggie would get like an entire place to herself and they would like be gone for two weeks so then and then the people would be like yeah you can bring your friend and she can bring her kids so like Meta Maisie and I had 27 sleepovers at one house this year so far crazy and then Maggie was getting paid and then they stocked their fridge up and I was like I have a free place to stay and free food and they had like they had a hot tub too and we'd go hot tub and huge house I mean if I would have had the money then I would have bought that house because it was such a fun house they had built on an addition to it and like it was huge so but definitely a market for like dog walking or doggy daycares Mm -hmm. so then after Maynard's Haven what kind of has been your history with businesses what else have you been doing after that what else have I done so I tried to do graphic design I did which I still love I do it on the side but it's just a saturated market that I'm like, okay, I either need to go all in or make this a hobby. So I'm just, I just enjoy doing it for myself. And is that for like Loso Racing, you would say? Li- yeah, because now we're doing merchandise for, we own a uh, race team, Loso Racing. Um, so I just do it for like all of our merch sponsorship letters, all that kind of stuff. What else did I do it's on the tip of my tongue? Um, oh, I did home Oh, oh what? God. Yep. Oh. Home assistant. So I would go into people instead of a personal assistant. I was their home assistant. I would go in and I would make their meals for the week. I did their laundry. I cleaned their houses. Uh, I started a home cleaning business before. And then uh, we got heavy into racing. And so all those kind of businesses went out the door. But th- then we started this business and now we're selling t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. I, my current business, the bagel business. Yes. Ba- Bear Bagels, which actually is... My parents had a dog, Bear. Remember Bear? Yeah. And my dad and I, and my mom also, but more so my dad are always like, oh, we can make that into a business. Like we had a floral business, mm-hmm. Harlow Flowers. We still do. We just, it's on pause. But I always am like, dad, this would be a great business idea. So we did Bear Coffee. And we were going to do a coffee card. And because at the racetrack, we're in literally the middle of nowhere. And if I want a bougie cup of coffee, I can't. I'm, I'm in my trailer. I can't right. do it. So I always thought a coffee cart at the racetrack would be perfect or like a Bloody Mary bar or something like that. So anyway, so we were going to do bare coffee. And then I was like, I'm going to try to roast my own coffee beans. <laughs> so embarrassing because I thought it was a, like the research I did. It was, yep, you can get a home coffee or roaster. It looks like a crock pot. Yeah. With a like a little spinny thing. And you just throw your raw beans in there set the timer and go. And I was like, oh, easy. I can like sell the bare coffee beans and all this stuff. Well, <laughs> I tried it and it was usually for my little coffee pot at home. I do two scoops of ground coffee to, you know, to my one pot. Well, I was doing like seven scoops because it was so watery. It wasn't mm. holding any of the the goodness. Yeah. So I did more and more research and you have to It's all about temperature and amount and the first pot or the first crack and the second crack. And I was like, this is not working. (laughs) I suck at this. So then I was um, on YouTube trying to like figure out how to be a better roaster. Where all good things are learned on YouTube University. Yes, it is. (laughs) And all of a sudden a bagel, I have no idea why, but a bagel video popped up. 
how to make homemade bagels. And I was like, I'm going to try it. Dad was a baker for 27 years. I, we can figure it out. I, run, I get all the supply. <laughs> I run to mom and dad's house, you know. And I was like, dad, I want to make these bagels. You need to help me. We followed it to a T. To a T. And they turned out perfect. I was very hesitant. I was like, oh, God, I'm not a baker. I can't even make cookies. Like, I am not a baker. Yeah. My dad is a baker. <laughs> I am not a baker. Baking cookies and bagels, I didn't think I could. Okay. More so cookies still. I, I can't perfect those damn cookies. Well, I can't when do your it. mom does, like, the big bake-off or, like, the cookie, Christmas cookie thing, do you not participate or do you just kind of follow lead? I've, I just follow my dad. Okay. And it's usually more so with the kids where I'm the videographer, so I'm taking <laughs> pictures and yep. videotaping everything, and it's my dad's making the dough and then we'll, like, sugar, or, like, the girls and they'll decorate them or yep, whatever, yep. you know, so it's. And they're sugar cookies, and my dad can make those in his sleep, so it's yeah. <laughs> very easy for him. But yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll try it. So I mixed up the dough here. You're supposed to let it rise for a couple hours. I go back home. I let it rise. I go out to the bar with a girlfriend, come back. Of course, it's risen, because I was like, it's just a solid piece of dough. And I'm like, how is this going to rise? This is heavy and solid. I'm like, this is not going to work. Sure shit. It rose, and I was like, okay, we're going to keep going. So I had the video up on on my counter and I'm trying to roll it and I'm trying to do exactly how she's doing it I put it in the fridge and because you have to let it second rise a slow second rise for at least four hours but it's better to do it overnight so then I was like all right so then I come back to mom and dad's because I'm like I am not going to make these without dad around because I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) right so of course I come back I bring it all back over because you have to roll it out into the on the sheet pan bring it back and bake it and sure sugar they were delicious. Good. Kimmy, mom just brought some to Kimmy. Yeah, she said they were super good. I was on the phone with her. I told her I was going to do this with you, and she was oh, like, really? the bagels were super good. So. Yeah, she sent me this long text, and I said, can I please keep this as a testimonial? <laughs> She's like, absolutely, but, and I've only heard good things about it, yep. so yeah, this well, is, so I'm like, cut to present day. I'm like, all right, I'll just start taking orders and do so it out of my house. where is your vision for Bear Bagel? It's funny, so again, my entrepreneurial mind, I'm like, I always wanted to start a little market. It would be Red Pine Market because I love the red pines in northern Minnesota. And it would be almost like a farmer's market, but for other businesses. So Mm -hmm. I want to do coffee and not so much like brewing the coffee, but the coffee beans and wine. I love wine and different things that are local to my community. And then I wanted to have. So think of like a fire hall. Okay, you have all the doors, Mm -hmm. but those would be all windows. And then within there, I would have like a little bagel like um a bakery but it would be all glass so you can see them making the bagels oh, yeah. or anything in the bakery i guess and then a little fireplace so like students could come and mm-hmm. like do homework and stuff because we have a small little coffee shop at in my community and in st joe or it, in cold spring in cold spring okay so my husband ben linda grew up in st joe his mom and it was like tradition every sunday you go get a bagel or go get or, well they don't have bagels it was um donuts and they taste from what i hear they taste so different now just because they're on such a commercial Mm. you know scale but cold press is the coffee shop okay and it's a it's in a strip mall it's a cute little thing a cute little store but there's not a lot of room for students to like 
veg out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would have like a nice little fireplace and, you know, kind of make it cozy and warm and inviting and I would have outdoor seatings. I don't know if that's a vision for bear bagels, but I would love to have bear bagels within this red pine market. Very cool. I just think that there's a lot of value in having a place people can like meet up and go. And I know that that would be like a larger storefront. So, you know, more space to rent, but it provides a value. Right. With that. And I'm big on if I'm if we're going to go for coffee, I'm not going to go drive, go find, go get coffee (laughs) and then drive to another spot to enjoy the coffee. Right, right. I want a one-stop shop. Exactly. Get the coffee, get your bagel, and hang out. Yep. And then my vision, it would be the garage doors could be open during the summer and spring. And then it would be outdoor seating out front. Oh, so yeah. just very... Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly, of course. <laughs> when we lived in Colorado, there was South Park Saloon. I don't know if you remember that when you came to visit. No. Um. Anyways, and we'd always bring our dog. I mean, it's Colorado, and we were in Alma, Colorado, so it's... Pure <laughs> mountain town and so there was dogs everywhere and it was so much fun but yes dog friendly for sure yeah I would love for that to happen but I also have a vision of living in a van and traveling <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> um and with bear bagels you had kind of talked about like where you could see it like someday mm-hmm. where do you want to see it like a year from now I feel like doing what I'm doing taking orders um I would love to be able to well so we have that, but we also have Loso Farms. So my Tucker, my Tucker, mm-hmm. my son Tucker has quote unquote a little business where he bought 12 chickens and now he's selling the eggs. He has a little where he wants to take his business. He wants a little farm stand outside our gra- or our driveway and just stock it full and do like an at will or a donation yeah, kind of a yeah. thing. So I would love to be able to support him with that using the profits from Bear Bagel just or put it back into the community or do something. I haven't figured that part out yet, but I I would love to do or support something. I don't know yet. Yeah. Still well, we'll manifest that for you. Yes. We'll manifest that for you. And then so as far as like placing orders, because I know you like said you'll take orders. Yep. What's your model as far as getting customers or getting orders? Um, It's all been social media based at this point. And it's to be honest, just a lot of friends and family supporting me. Well, and hey, that's what Crafty Mama was though. When I started, like I knew... It was so funny because I remember I would like get 15 orders and Kimmy was like, do you know all the people? I'm like, oh, I know every single person. Like yeah. that is it. But now where I've come to is I don't know any person who's making the orders anymore. Oh, okay. Which is, I mean, I do know, I know a handful, but it's, it's just gone like blown up on such a scale that I, I don't know these people and they're ordering my crafty mama Mercunex to be shipped to the South. And I'm like, wow, it is such a weird concept, Julie. That, I'm sure that people are literally wearing my name on their sweatshirt walking around and I don't know them yeah and it is I'm gonna do like a story sale I think of my crewnecks on um small business Saturday and just say 20 bucks because it's good promotion and it's marketing but it's crazy the last time I did a story sale I sold six of them and I just was even the fact that six people who have never met me are willing to wear my name on their chest it just it blows my mind and it will never not be cool to me like I am extremely humbled by that that I am like these people are wearing my name that's just that's where I would love to see Loso Moto Shop because that's our race team Loso Moto Shop I would love to see that at some point like and right now again it's all just our race friends and friends and family that are supporting wearing our Loso stuff but I would love to be at that point where going, if we go to a super cross race and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, that's our shirt. I I would love to be at that point at some time. But if you had a choice, would you only sell digital or would you sell actual product? Like 
yeah. physical product. Yeah, because right now I am heavy on like digital downloads and that's right. what I'm selling. I miss making things so much. Do you? But the thing is, is I'm making beanies. I just haven't had the time to list them yeah. and sell like physical goods. Because you do your market. Mm-hmm. Your fall, is it a fall or a spring? It's um so... Last year, we did spring, summer, and fall. This year, we just did spring and fall. And I think going into next year, as long as we don't have, like, some hiccups, we're going to do just fall and just have it be, like, a big fall market. Sure. Mainly for the reason that people are, like, ready to spend money in the fall. Yes. Not so much in the spring and summer. Like, spring, you know, it's like, we'll see what's there. Summer, it's like... We are, you know, paying for trips to the beach, family vacations, we're doing things. But fall market, people are ready to buy for the holidays. And if you remind them like this, get your holiday shopping done early, shop small, they they love it. And so our fall market always does really well. So I think like we'll do that. I do like markets, though, because I think that people can like actually if people can touch something and see it, they're way more likely to buy it. Oh, so I'm sponsoring the date night podcast, um, December 5th and December 12th. And they told me like I could set up a little table and have all my hats. Oh, nice. And I was like, yeah, I will just bring hats because then people can like feel them and see them. And I know I'll sell. And that's outdoors, right? That podcast or only normally it's outdoors. They switch to a different venue. So we're going to be at a winery for the next two episodes. So I it's I'm very curious to see like what the setup is, but I'm very excited to be back on the date night podcast sponsoring it. It's going to be a fun time. So what is that podcast? So the date night podcast podcast is be dating essentially with a studio audience but let's say i was the queen they would put like crafty mama murs the queen for next week and then they get people to apply to go on a date with me which kind of seems vain but whatever yeah. <laughs> but then they in front of a studio audience of about 200 or 250 people where everyone wears headphones like a silent disco yeah, i see that on your social media and then i would go so all the guys would know who i was but i wouldn't know who they are So they walk up and I can see them then. And then that's the first time I see them. And then we have a 10 minute date on stage in front of the audience. And then at the end, I would have to pick someone to go on a second date with. Oh, that's not awkward at all. I would be so awkward. Oh, I'll eat it up. I and I told Marcus, I I told Marcus, I said, I want to go on the date night podcast. And he goes, Miranda, none of those guys would stand a chance with you. I was like, what? He goes, you would just steal the show. And I'm like, well, obviously. (laughs) He's not wrong, but. (laughs) But. I'm going to, when I go sponsor the date night podcast, I'll bring all my hats and like that. I love, I love seeing where my hats go. And I had one when I first started crocheting or selling beanie patterns, I had one hat and it got like 250,000 views and it was just the green hat. And then I went to the market and that was the first hat I sold at that market when I was selling beanies. And it like just I'm way too sentimental. So I like gave her the hat and I'm like a beanie that a quarter of a million people watched me make is now going off over here. Like I'm way too like sentimental yeah. when it comes to those kind of things. I do really miss like creating. Yeah. Um, I am very much looking forward to when I like have my own house and like have a studio space mm-hmm. to be able to have it set up because that's why I haven't that's why I switched from clay to crochet was because I'm living back with my parents. I don't have my studio space set up. So anytime I would want to do clay, I'd have to get all of my supplies, put them either on the island when my parents were gone, and then I'd have to lay everything out. And then it's just not as fun to do when you have to do like 30 minutes of setup and 30 minutes of tear down every time you and do rushed. it. And right. So then I would have like an hour of like tear up, like set up and tear down. And it just didn't seem as like therapeutic as it was because when I was at my house in Minneapolis... I had my studio space in the basement, so I could go do 15 minutes of quick clay work 
and then be yes. done or i could do watch go watch an episode and do something but now at this point my entire one episode would get taken up by clean tear down and clean up so right it's it's not i'm not like closing the book on it and i'm actually kind of excited to see once i do get a studio space like what because i've never had a large space for yeah. all of my things <laughs> like right. my children and me and my things and right. my work so i am looking forward to that um i will say digital downloads has been such a blessing though because really um I don't do anything. I mean, I make the pattern and I put in a lot of work on like the back end and like I create the pattern. I list all the supplies people would need to buy to make that specific project. And then I have video tutorials linked within the pattern. But then I say, um, whether you want to make it, I get always have at least three sizes in each pattern. So if you're making a, if you buy a blanket pattern, you can do either a baby blanket, a throw size blanket or a king size blanket, nice. but it tells you how much yarn you need to buy. So you're not, it takes every second guess about crocheting out of it. Nice. So, you know, and then with the beanies, then it is the newborn, uh, like in toddler and then an adult. But I put a lot of work in on the front end without people seeing but then it just is easy that right i i mean even sitting here i think i've gotten like three orders just sitting here talking and there's nothing i have to do because the digital downloads just get sent out so as soon as they purchase it it gets emailed to them so there's literally nothing i have to do like yesterday i think i had like 75 orders and i didn't have to do one thing so how many hours from if you want to do let's say you want to do a scarf how many hours does it take to figure out how to make it how um how much yarn you need how much all that stuff would you say it takes 40 hours to not 40 hours but it's a lot of trial and error and i think it's funny because sometimes people are like my beanie is too tall i go you want to see my first beanie my first beanie was probably like two and a half feet tall because i was just guessing so like i'll just kind of play around and be like okay if i wanted to make this how would i make it and then sure um i play around so like actually making something i probably put 10 hours into something before anyone sees a pattern because then i have my trial and error i have research and then i put color combos in there i link yarn I link anything that can be used to support small businesses, I will link. So I have a company that I link that makes the tags for the beanies. I have a company, I link my Amazon storefront in case people want to go like purchase the same supplies as me. Um, And then I try to proofread it. I need to get better at proofreading. But then it makes you human. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I know someone's like, all of your eyes are capitalized. I'm like, I don't know why Canva keeps autocorrecting. But even like in a word, all my eyes are capitalized. Oh, gosh. So I'm like, (laughs) I can't I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I film the video tutorial. I have to edit the video tutorial. I put my watermark on the video tutorial. And then I take all the product photos, I edit the product photos, add it into the pattern. So there's a lot of work. And so some people, I have I rarely get pushback. But when I do, it's normally people saying, $10 for a pattern? Why would I pay for that? And I'm like, you are getting everything you need, though. Right. I'm taking every guesswork out of it. And I get a lot of, I've been getting a little bit more pushback lately because they're like, it's a basic beanie. You could find that pattern anywhere. I'm like, yeah, you can. You can go find it. But you know what? Those and I've gotten feedback lately that people are like, why don't you just do this like the standard pattern? And I'm like, because I can't read standard patterns. And I've been crocheting since I was seven years old. Right. And for me, I never read patterns because they were intimidating. And I was like, mm-hmm. crochet can be intimidating. So for people who think this is basic, I'm like, you're not my market. My right. market is for people who think I could never make something. And then I think there's so much power in giving people the ability to create and have pride in something. Right. And so for me, I am like, you're not my market then. And that's okay. Like, you know that you can go to Waverly or you can find online free patterns. Like, I am not trying to hide what I am doing. 
Right. But I'm trying, I, with confidence, can tell people, if you think you can't crochet, I think you can. And yep. that's more what I've been doing. So it has been so rewarding to see people who have, like, taken me in things and said, I thought I would never crochet. This is the first thing I've ever crocheted, and it looks just like my beanie. Now it's getting to the point that people will post, and I'm like, I think that's my pattern. And really? I know it is because I, like, know they had purchased it, but I'm like, please tag me if you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please tag. And that's one thing I, like, I do have to add in, like, a legal, like, thing that it's, like, intellectual property and you can't sell it, but you can create with it and you can sell your creations. Because a lot of people have been like, can I sell these beanies? And I was like, of course you can, but I realize there are patterns people will buy that you can't sell. Really? Because it's a, yeah, I don't understand how that works because I'm like, you created it, but there are like rules that like if, so you have to, so I am going to be adding the disclosure. Girl, if you go make this beanie, go sell your beanie and make your money. Correct. Like I, yes. and that's like my heart that I'm like, we can all, and, but it's also so fun. Like people have said, like, I'm making a bunch of these to donate to a hospital or I'm making these for all my holiday gifts. And it's fun cool. seeing all these people who never thought they were going to be able to crochet, make something. Yep. And so that's why, I mean, a digital download doesn't seem like such a big deal, but I have just been so happy watching people create. And right. that's, that's why I like the digital downloads. I mean, I sell a beanie, I sell a beanie. They might take some cute Christmas photos with it. Right. But I sell a pattern and I watch these people create. I'm like such a proud person to oh, see yeah. that happen. And it just unleashes their creativity. Mm-hmm. If they can do this, what else can they do? And then it just snowballs from yeah. there. And I had a... A 17-year-old girl reached out to me the other day, and she was like, I just started a crochet club at my high school, and I'm sure you won't even see this, but I just want to say, like, I love watching you. And I was like, stop. One, I read every message that gets sent to me, and I respond to everyone. I take, like, two hours a week to dedicate to responding to messages. So what I do is I go to the gym, and I walk on the treadmill, and I respond. Nice. So I don't... I try not to respond during the week on my other time, because I'm like, I can't just be, like, always connected to my phone. Yeah, because you're still corporate nine to five yeah yeah, yeah. well seven to four seven to four is or, what i wear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. More, 40 hours more us, in yeah. corporate world yeah too, i have so. a full-time job people and so. <laughs> two babies and a full-time business <laughs> yep, yep. and a podcast <laughs> yeah throw it in there why not i'm a chaos coordinator i always she have is been. <laughs> she is she had said the 17 year old girl had said like i started this crochet club and i was so happy and i said first never stop People thought I was like lame or a grandma for crocheting. I said, they're just jealous. They don't have the same skills. But then I ended up sending the crochet club my entire bundle, which is all 13 of my patterns for free. And I cool. said, make whatever, tag me when you do. And I, I asked and she was just like so happy. And she sent me a video and she's like, here's my beanie I made. And it was so I said, don't stop what you're doing. I think for so long in high school. I wanted to be like the popular girls. Like mm-hmm. I was in the popular crowd, but I wasn't the pop, like I wasn't the it girl. Right. And I wanted to be, and I wanted to be these cute little girls who'd get like, I think I just wanted a boyfriend real bad too. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. But, but I, I wanted to fit into all these people. And yep. then as soon as I realized, no, you don't, it was like the most freeing thing ever. And I just, I feel, I wish more people saw the value in individuality. Oh, yes. That you do not have to dress the same, look the same, dance the same, act the same as all these people. You just do you and what makes you happy. Yep. And they might laugh and they might call you grandma or, you know, call you X, Y, and Z. But don't don't give up you to try to fit into them because right. them is not worth it. No, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad I didn't peak in high school. I, was... I hope I didn't peak in high school. I don't think I did because I was 
not cool in high school, but <laughs> but I was I was super happy to send those patterns to them. And then I asked them like, could you make a let's make a beanie in one minute video with your crochet club and do that? Yes. And I'll repost it. So they said yes. And so I love supporting young people, especially. Yes. Um, I had my friend Catherine. Do you remember Catherine? She's from Ireland. Yes. Um, she. I was talking to her a few days ago. And she's a teacher in Belfast, and she asked me what my pattern, what what my most beginner-friendly pattern is, because she's going to have the kids do it in her classroom. And I was like, I will just send you the pattern. But I told her, I said, I have a pattern, and I'm launching it on my mom's birthday. So by the time you guys hear this, you need to go check out Michelle's headband pattern. But it's my most beginner-friendly, and it probably takes about 30 minutes to make. But it is so beginner-friendly and easy to work up. And Is it for, like, the winter Yeah, headband? like, the winter headband with, like, the twist in the front. Oh, nice. And I, I'm very excited to send that to her and be like, have your classroom learn how to crochet. And she said, right. they're 10-year-olds. And I said, I learned at 7. You yeah. can. And that's the other thing. Like, people are like, I don't know if I can learn. I'm like... I learned to knit at seven years old. You can, whatever age you're at, you can learn to. It does too. not matter. Like, Meta is like, can I have a crochet? I was just going to ask, are your girls interested at all? Yes. To? Yeah, so it is. That's why it's been actually more fun to, like, try to bring the clay out when I can because Meta will do it with me, even playing with the stuff, but she'll copy me and I'll give her, like, I'll just give her clay and give her some, like, clay cutters. Yep. And she'll sit there and she'll work just as intensely as I will for about 30 minutes. Wow. And it is so good for her to just have, like, this little outlet especially because she has so many emotions she's learning to process them yes but to be able to sit down and create and I think back and I'm like pat on my back because I was the best nanny ever because all of these kids I nannied um I mean I started nannying at 13 years old and nannied until a week before I gave birth to Meta and I still nannied after (laughs) that but I just look back like with Z I would do like all these super fun activities and we would watercolor paint and we would color and I brought my clay stuff over there and we would do it and it's just I look back and I'm like okay you did pretty good like all of these kids did so many crafts learned how to create and I am very much looking forward to when Meta and Maisie have a little bit more of like the technical skills to do things like this however I also kind of encourage people, don't wait for an age to try to get your kid interested in something that's crafty because you can easily just have them do it alongside you. I give Meta a crochet hook and yarn and she'll just like sit there and play with it. Like she doesn't actually do a chain stitch or anything, but she's she's sitting there and and she's building confidence for herself and Mm -hmm. learning all it's crazy the skills that you're learning when you don't think you're learning. Right. They're learning them. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's confidence. It's pride. It's ownership. It's patience. Creativity. It's- There's no creativity anywhere in the world anymore. <laughs> I swear it's no, nothing like that. So that is awesome. I know. So I've, I've had a lot of fun being able to do Crafty Mama Mer with my daughters by the side. And now Meta's like, I'm Crafty Mama Mer. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's fun to see them see like, but they, they see the logo and they know and they say Crafty Mama Mer. So Meta will be like, I want to wear my Crafty Mama Mer sweatshirt. You should get them Crafty Baby Meta. <laughs> crafty Baby Meta. <laughs> I know I should. I or know. Some spinoff. Re- of- like, yeah, rebranded to like, yeah, I'll think about that one. I'll so think going back one. to the girls that started their high school, is it a local? Could you surprise them? at no I think they're in Indiana oh so I I would love to but I also like reached out to St. Ben's and I was like I would love to come back and speak and I don't know because I was like I donate to you guys every month but I think that I have a little bit more value in like my experience and my advice Mm -hmm. and like what I would like to do because do you kind of see yourself going into like maybe business coaching or speaking engagements of I do I so I do unofficial 
coaching for business. Do you? Um, yeah, like I'll have people say, I think I want to do X, Y, and Z on social media. And I said, okay, I'll come over for dinner. You cook for me and I'll tell you what I think you should do. So like I give a lot of unsolicited advice. I mean, yeah. even to the shake shop, I that's by my parents' house. I walked in the other day and I'm like, I just have to tell you a few things. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just cannot keep this in. But I was like, I think you need to do X, Y, and Z with your business. I think you need to run this promotion weekly and not just on this day. I think you need to get a Canva print of your logo and put it here because it's a good backdrop and a good photo moment. And he was so appreciative of it. And I do it like in a nice way. Yeah. Not but, like what you're doing currently sucks. Let me make it better. Right. right. <laughs> but I have no ability to hold my words in on any level, yeah. any capacity with yeah. relationships, with businesses, with anything. Like I literally will just speak what's on my mind. Yeah. And it gets to the point that it like, I'll say it like six times in my head. I'm like, don't say it out loud. It'll say it again. I'm like, don't say it out loud. And then I'll be like, can I just say something? <laughs> <laughs> like I have no ability to hold it in, but yeah. people reciprocated in a really thankful yeah yeah so I do kind of do some sort of coaching and I just try to tell people like what I'm what I've done and that's why I want to do this podcast because I've learned so much from my experience yeah and nothing of what I learned is hidden or secret or confidential it's just me doing a bunch of research and watching a bunch of videos Mm -hmm. taking away key points and saying hey if you want a successful business this is what I heard and this is what I did and now this is what the results are. Right. And so I knew back in November of 2022, I was going to post one to two times a day. I was going to start putting my face in things and I was going to show up and be my authentic self, put words on the screen, blah, blah, blah. There was like a, I have a whole list of things I started doing. Really? But sure shit, I, they said, be a real person. People, there's enough fake in the world. Mm-hmm. Be, be a real person. Put words on the screen that have numbers in it because numbers are universal and everyone knows what the number five is compared to like the word if you spelled out five. So they were saying like, um, and then they said like, use trending audios, do this, do this, whatever. So I started doing that, posting two to three times a day or one. I honestly, I do think I did post two to three times a day at that point. Was it like you made the content and then you then you posted it right away or did you like on a Sunday make a ton of content and then oh I batch create and that's the only way I do I was so like say, on, that has to be on my weekends I don't have my daughters I probably film like 10 to 15 videos do you so I crochet heavily on those weekends yeah. <laughs> like heavily crochet but then a month after following kind of like a guided like a guideline of rules I had a video hit 8 million views and it just, it's consistency, it's showing up and it's following some things, but it doesn't have to be two to three times a day. You just have to consistently post be is consistent. what it was. So it's like, if you're only posting two times a week, then be consistent posting two times a week. Oh, sure. But if you're going to post two times a day, be consistent with two times a day. Yep. And then the algorithm will push it out, etc. So do you feel like after that video hit 8 million, that's when your business went from zero to a hundred? No. Really? No, it was, so that happened in November and then I gained a following. And okay. then <laughs> there's, I'll go into, I have another podcast episode I'm going to do about um, growing a cult-like following. Oh, <laughs> I love that. The, I told Marcus, I'm like, I want to grow a cult-like following. He goes, what, Miranda? I was like, cult-like following. And yeah. he's like, are you sure you want to like go out there? I'm like, well, I read an article and it said how to grow a cult-like following. And that's yeah. where I got to it. But where it really took off. So I kind of started gaining a following, but I didn't have followers. I don't know how to say that. I had numbers, but I didn't have like people who knew me or like cared about me. So they were just hitting the follow button without really following your, what you were They were hitting follow, but they weren't purchasing things. Like they were, they were there, but they weren't like engaging. Now I have the best followers and I have created like the best space to be on the internet. Like I love Crafty Mama Murr and what I'm doing, 
because it's such a good place to be. Yeah. If it wasn't. But I also think it's like, because I'm saying, hey, I'm a single mama. I love to craft. Like, this is the kind of You're person I am. Anything. Exactly. I'm putting myself out there. It's not like, so there's like nothing really to hate about me. <laughs> like, right. you know, I'm not doing anything bad. <laughs> Do you have any trolls that come out? Come I've probably you? had like 10 mean comments in the past year. Really? And I post every day. So 10 comments, I will take that. Yeah. And most of the comments are people saying, why would I pay $10 for this? Okay, so it has nothing to no. do with... No, oh, no, the mean comments I get are from, like, men who... Really? Like, yeah, it's only men who comment mean things. Weird. And they'll say, like, oh, I'm sure your husband is, like, regretful of where his money went to or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, one, I don't have a husband. Two, I make the fucking money, so thank you right. very much. But I was like, three, you don't even... And they were like... People will, like, comment, like, wow, your side, like, I'm sure your husband loves where, like, his money's being thrown away to. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So whatever. Bitch, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> but really when Crafty Mama Mer took off was when I, I was playing around with, hey, how do I grow on social media more? And I had over 10,000 followers on TikTok, but I had, like, 1,000 or 2,000 on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But if you have over 10,000 on TikTok, you can go live. And I was like, okay. I don't know what I would go live for. So I, that's when I started doing like my clay stuff live and I was not getting like any sort of traction. So then I was playing around like I'll do it at morning. I'll do it at night. I'll put my face in it a little bit. And I was playing and then nothing was working. So then one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to crochet live with this blanket that I'm crocheting. And it took off. And people, really? that's when it started. And people said, where's the pattern? And I said, I don't have a pattern. And they're like, where's the pattern? And I'm like, I don't have a pattern. And then I had a video where I had 700 people watching live and they all were saying, where is the pattern? How can I make this blanket? Because, okay, so I'm not very technical as far as social media. So when you go live, can you interact with people that are watching you? Yeah. So they, or are you just they, sitting there talking about your day? No, I literally, I'm monologuing essentially. And I'm sitting there and crocheting and I have music playing and I can see all their comments coming up. So they're commenting and they're liking it and they're saying things. So as I'm crocheting, they're just like, these colors are beautiful. How can I make this blanket? And so I ended that live and like, I was like 700 people just told me I need to make a pattern. I need to listen to them. Yep. There's and I, your market. I went on Canva and I looked up templates and it was like a political ad is actually what it is. <laughs> if you like went and looked at it, it is yeah. like the title is political ad or something oh, like that. But then I was like, okay, we're going to start and I'm going to say, how would I make this? So start to finish. So I said, this is the yarn you need to buy. This is the hook size I use. This is how much yarn I bought. This is the stitch I use. This is how many chain stitches I use to start it. And then I said, this is what colors to use in what row because it alternates. And it was a 10 page digital download. And I put it on the next week and I made $700. Wow. In one day from that pattern. Really? And then I, I just kept going and then I finished the blanket and then I posted a TikTok of it and the TikTok got a million views. And all of a sudden I was like, I need to keep making blankets. So then I was like, okay, I owe my dad a blanket. I got to yeah. make him. So my dad's blanket is the woodland blanket because I didn't want to name it mixed blanket. Sure. Um, but the woodland blanket was my dad's blanket and I kept selling patterns. And then I was like, okay, who's next? My God babies. So I'll make Camp Arlo for Arlo and I'll make Hazel's rainbow for Hazel. Kept selling patterns. Then I was like, okay, um, my friend just had baby Coco. I'll make Coco a blanket. Made a pattern, started selling it. So these patterns are different mm -hmm. in, as far as how you're crocheting it? They will be different stitches, different colors used. Oh, um, okay. and, and then they all include like the three sizes with it. But I kept going and these blankets kept selling or these patterns. Yeah. And then I was like, 
well, let's make a bucket hat in one minute. And then I sold so many of that. But the beanie is by far the most successful one now, which is crazy because the pastel one, I had sold like almost 1500 of that pattern alone. Wow. And then now the beanie, because how it's arranged on my website is by most popular. And now the beanie is the most popular one. Really? And it's just crazy to see it grow this way because I wasn't going to do a beanie pattern because to me, I was like, that's basic. Yep. But then people are like, can you make a beanie pattern? And I'm like, the biggest thing I would say from all of this, if people are asking for something, you need to deliver on it. Yes. Because I would have never made as much money as I did. I would have never been able to buy my house back from my ex. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm just very humbled and like grateful for like what patterns have done for my life so far this right. year. But it would have never happened if I didn't listen to those people on TikTok Live saying, where's the pattern? Where's the pattern? So now the pattern's available at CraftyMomMer.com. They're beginner-friendly, walk you through everything, video tutorial, step-by-step, it all. Shameless plug, it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you can do so, those things. Yep. So it's it's been such a fun journey, and I don't know where the cap is. And it's been fun following along. Not even, like, I mean, I'm not very involved, but just as a cousin, as a family member, just to see you going from zero to this it's just like okay what's Miranda doing next every yep. every every time I see you at like a holiday or whatever at like Tom and Marlis's anniversary it's like okay fill me in what are you doing yep. with your life because I feel like every holiday something major is happening yeah. and luckily it's been always positive yeah or it's turning out positive yeah definitely I did not think that this is where 2023 was going to go at all but um I think it was just it was really like trusting the process and listening to what people said this is what you should do so I'm I'm really glad to where it is right now but I don't know where the cap is and so we'll I'll keep crocheting and I will keep making patterns until I don't sell one. For the past almost two months, I have almost made enough to pay for a week's worth of daycare every day. That's crazy. And it blows my mind. And yeah. like, but this is why you support small businesses because 100%. like American Eagle isn't jumping off the wall when you shop their Black Friday sale. Right. Like free people, even though that's my favorite company, they're not reacting the same way. But like when you support small businesses, you're buying back a future and buying back hope for people. So oh, yeah, I will always, always, always take small businesses. Yep. Over not. Oh, 100%. So. I'm right there with you. Especially women uh, ran businesses too. I love women owned businesses or BIPOC owned businesses. Like I have so many friends and I think that's from all like the markets I've done. And so I have, and it's been really fun now because I get to the companies and the small businesses that supported me when I was just starting, I am now throwing it right back to them. And I am making, I am doing a series right now for small business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I started reaching out to people or I said, comment small businesses that you would support. And then I'm like, I'm having it like as an archive. So then also on small business Saturday, I will say, I know it is easy to go shop this big company sale, but go look at this reel and go look at the comments because there's hundreds of people between all of these reels that I've been making that make candles they make baked goods they make x y and z support them (laughs) yeah bear bagels but i was like support them because they are going to appreciate it so much more than any company would oh a hundred percent you know what you should do podcast idea you should do like a a small business like every tuesday you have a small business or you do on mondays so every monday or one the first monday of every month or whatever you should do like a small business spotlight. Yeah. So what That'd I'm kind of cool. What I'm going to start doing is bringing on my friends who are small businesses and kind of yeah. have a similar sit down like you and I are having, yeah. and then they will be able to talk about their business, kind of talk about themselves, and then 
I would just love to like give my platform to other people too. Like, oh, yeah. here's my space. There's room for the table at everyone. We're gonna we're gonna all like make money and live good lives and like yeah, be happy. support each other. Exactly. That's what it comes down to is just supporting each other. Exactly. So um, the last question I'm going to ask you, and we're gonna tie it into like every episode on some capacity, is like a dating story of some sort. So whether that's a first date, a, a worst first date, a best first date, a best first kiss, worst first kiss, or like the story of how you and your husband met whatever you would like to share we're tying it into every episode well I know my mom's listening right now (laughs) and mom I'm gonna tell him about the when Ben was okay (laughs) she goes yep (laughs) so I used to live with you Miranda Mm -hmm. um during the week and then on the weekends I would I didn't have a vehicle so my mom would have to come pick me up and remember mom going to the stand there's like a veggie stand like a farm stand and there was this boy that was so cute oh my god (laughs) and I was I was working for Uncle Paul so I was just gross and sweaty and (laughs) disgusting and I was like mom I want to ask that boy out on a date and she's like well do it then you know (laughs) and I've always been a very confident person where I could but I just could not he was so cute so then we get all the way back to St. Joe. So that was in Monticello. So it's, I don't know, 45 minutes back to St. Joe. I'm like, I'm going to shower. I grab my girlfriend, Sasha. I'm like, you have to come with me. I'm going to ask this boy out. She's like, okay. So then we drive all the way back there and I ask him, hey, can, do you want to go on a date? And he's like, looks at me and he's like, I would, but I have a girlfriend. I'm like, oh, embarrassing. I'm like, And okay. you were showered though? I was showered. Okay. I had clean clothes on. <laughs> I was, I don't know. I didn't really wear makeup back in the day. So I was, you know, whatever. But then previous to this, that same day, earlier in the day, Ben had asked me out on a date. And I was like, ugh, yeah. Because Oh, this wasn't Ben? Ben wasn't at the fruit stand? No, this was not the fruit. No, Ben is a different. Oh, boy. So we come back and my mom's like, well, you can hang out with me and your dad on a Friday night. And remind you, I was, mom, how old was I? What year was that? Were you 19? I was 20. Yeah, because I couldn't drink yet. So I was, remind you, I was 20 years old. I... She's like, hey, you can either hang out with mom and me and your dad, or you can go out with this Ben guy. And I'm like, and Ben literally lives a block and a half from me. So I'm like, oh, God, I'm like, fine. So I, I don't think texting was really a thing. So I called Ben and I was like, all right, fine. I'll go on this date with you because he wanted to go watch this old car parade with his brother and his girlfriend at the time. They're now married, but we were, so then we ended up sleeping over at his brother's house and I'm like, I have a family reunion in the morning. I can't remember where that was, but I was like, I have to be at my house at eight o'clock. And we were so hungover. (laughs) And Ben's like the first time meeting my parents, he's laying on the cold concrete. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And my mom, she can come on here and (laughs) say what she has to say. But she was like, I knew from that moment, like you guys were gonna get married. And we were been together ever since. Really? You thought that? I knew when I when they walked up and I saw Julie's face. I looked at dad and I said, oh boy, oh boy this is it. Oh yep, boy. This is it. And three right. three years later, I think, almost to the, not almost to the day. Because when was that family reunion? July-ish. So yeah, almost then, because July 6th of, yes, July. Yep. of 06 was like, he officially asked me to be his girlfriend. So almost three years from that, then we were married. And we got married June 18th. Or no, that's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> June 12th. <laughs> 
So yeah, crazy. Yep, and been together as concrete slabs to uh, Loso Racing, and now you got yeah. two babies, and two. you got chickens, and you got bear bagels. Yep, got all the things. And we moved 100 times, and it's just been crazy. Wild ride. If you could go back and tell your 19, 20-year-old self a tip before going on that date with Ben, what would you say? I probably would, because I didn't even, I think I had one other boyfriend other than Ben, and it was like in high school, and we barely held hands. So I think I would have said, make sure you like get everything out of your system now, because this is this going to be your husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I probably went on one other date before Ben. I never. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was Pam, my friend. Do you remember Pam? Yep, I remember Pam. She um, worked with her dad and there was this boy that wanted to go on a date. I think I went to pick Pam up and he was like, oh, I want to go on a date with her. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but we went to Olive Garden and he dropped me back off here and Pam and Carly were somewhere else. So I like, I was like, okay, bye. He dropped me off and then I went back to Pam's house or something like that. And I was like, zero interest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just looked at my boobs the entire time and I was like gross yeah so and then yeah i went on a date with ben and that was it well now look at you guys now thriving yep yep is there anything else you would like to say on the podcast before we wrap it up just keep killing it yeah you're rocking it miranda seriously thank you i appreciate it it's score it's been it's been a weird year but it's been like both the best and worst year of my life so yeah it's you know with you have to take one with the other exactly exactly well Again, if you are looking for a small business to support, go check out Bear Bagels. Is it Bear Bagels Co. on Instagram or is it Bear Bagels? Instagram, Bear Bagels Company. I have a website, bearbagelscompany.com. And then email where people are been placing their orders, bearbagelcompany at gmail. Perfect. So that's where you can support Bear Bagels Co. Julie, thank you for letting me put you on my podcast. Thank you. You did great. The 100 day (laughs) challenge that I never finished really paid off. Yep, it did. (laughs) But thank you for putting yourself out there. And thank you, everyone, for listening along. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yay. Mama. Mama. I love you, Mama.